Welcome to Unsolicited with Jenny and Mary. I'm Jenny Yule. I'm Mary O'Regan. And this is a podcast containing mostly intelligent thoughts on things that may or may not matter. And oftentimes they don't matter. (laughs) (laughs) We don't care. I mean, we we don't care. It's not a big deal. Um, Today we're going to talk about, uh, we have three topics, and we're going to talk about sleep habits. Mm -hmm. Um, So important. How to improve them or not. Um, uh, Relationships, maintaining old friendships, and how one does that. (laughs) It affects us all unless you don't like friends. It's true. Which case, and Godspeed. More power to you. You don't have friends. It's cool. Just do yeah. you. Just live out in the woods. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, one of our favorite topics and things to do, karaoke and why we think it's awesome and empowering. Yes. Interesting take on karaoke. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's dig in. What do you, which, do you want to go in order of the list? Uh, yeah. Made? Yeah. Okay. Let's go in order of our list. Okay. So sleep habits. Okay. Uh, and you you recently told me that it's called sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene, yes. Which I found super odd. It's kind of a gross word. Because <laughs> hygiene to <laughs> me typically... like bathrooms or something. Like, yeah, like flossing. Right. Um, <laughs> and not in the like the cool Nicki Minaj way of flossing, but in the actual... <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some state. hygiene involved in Nicki's way too. Oh, there <laughs> I um, hope there is. <laughs> but but for the record, we looked it up. So hygiene, the word, means conditions or practices conducive to maintaining health and preventing disease. Yes. And, and sleep does all of those things. It's huge. It's a huge thing. Yeah. I have struggled with sleep my entire life. And like when I was a teenager, I had the worst insomnia ever. And I, I pretty much just kind of stopped sleeping. I kind of just gave up on it. And so I would like try to go to bed and then I would be up and it would be three in the morning and I knew that my uh, next door neighbor who was the same age as me was just like playing video games in his basement so I would sneak out of my house (laughs) and go and like watch him play video games and like smoke cigarettes in his basement he was my next door neighbor so it was like an extension of my living room basically yeah and um and then I would like try to go to sleep at like four or five and this was like a few hours yeah yeah sleep for a few hours and then get up and go to class and be in homeroom at 7 25 a.m which is way too early for anybody to do anything i don't even understand that's a entirely other subject why they make high school kids go to school that early it's It's so awful it's really bad for their brains (laughs) it's really bad see i was totally the opposite so i was a great sleeper all throughout like high school and in my 20s like a blessing it's crazy i fell asleep at um uh, I would fall asleep at parties and I wasn't smoking really? weed. Really? You're any- that yeah. girl? <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't like smoking weed or like drinking yeah. a lot. Like I was, you know, kind of a teetotaler back then. Yeah. And uh, and I fell asleep. Do you know who the Buzzcocks are? Yeah. It's a, like a punk band. I fell mm-hmm. asleep at a Buzzcock show. Wow. Um, I mean, maybe it would be just kind of like white noise or something, right? Yeah. It was. Uh, and so. Why did you fall asleep? Well, it's a long story. Okay. It, it, Drugs. Uh, no, no, not at all. I didn't do drugs. I was, I was totally drug and alcohol free in high school. Wow. Um, I know you're like, what? That's the opposite of me. <laughs> I know. But um, no, it, it's a long story. There was a dance party after the show and I wanted to rest up for dancing. Wow. <laughs> so, I, so I found a couch and I took a nap. Good solution. Um, but in recent years, I have turned into a really, really shitty sleeper. And I, when did it start? I don't really know. I mean, it, I'm not 
placing any blame on my ex-husband, but um, he tended to snore a bit. And so I I found myself waking up a lot. Then maybe I was always a light sleeper and didn't exactly realize it, but I I was able to wake up more easily. Yeah. Uh, and dude snoring should have to be like one of the attributes that they list in like dating profiles online like do you snore or not how loudly well on i a scale of one through ten <laughs> i have recently been told that i am a snorer especially if i have a f- uh, several cocktails oh like, like bad snoring uh-huh. like a leave the room kind of snorer whoa <laughs> do you have is it only like if you're sleeping on your back I don't think so. I, we haven't delved into the specifics because usually I just roll over the next morning and I'm like, where'd he go? <laughs> and Aww. I'm like, oh shit, I was snoring. Yeah. Um, usually for most people, it kind of, it works if you just sort of get in a different position, like side yeah. sleep. Yeah. I, I dated a guy for a few months who was definitely a can't be in the same apartment as him, like while he's sleeping, snoring so loudly. It was just unreal. And I that I mean that was kind of a big part of the reason we couldn't be together, honestly. Well, that and he dumped me, but other than that, <laughs> small <you know>. detail. <laughs> it's probably for the best, though. Really. Yeah, I um, think that's. I think that sleep is something that gets worse as you get older, and I I'm willing to bet a lot of it has to do with stress. I've definitely noticed that my sleep quality is very much in line with how stressed I am at the moment. Yeah, you know, and it's it's really depressing thing, but. Like if like you know if there aren't a lot of problems happening, I sleep like a baby for the most part. But, but when do you not have stuff going on? But if there's stuff going on, yeah, it's just <laughs> you like, always have something uh, going on. I know, and there's always something. Yeah, so I've kind of developed a few things that I do that um, have definitely improved things. As somebody who is a really really light sleeper, my goal is ultimately to like disengage all of my senses as much as possible. <laughs> So I wear earplugs, which I found specially small size. Um, Wait, you have tiny ear holes too? Lady ear, ear, yeah, ear holes. Yeah, seriously, because the the regular ones that you can get at like, I don't know, Walgreens or even in like a nightclub when they're handing them out for loud concerts, they're enormous. They hurt yeah. your ears. You know, you can't wear them for very long, but they have these like pink ones, which it's very cliche, but... <laughs> It, it is nice that it does clue you in that these are for ladies who have smaller <laughs> ear canals and they're way more comfortable. And then in addition to that, I also have a white noise machine that you have since adapted yes. as well. Um, our little Because of your recommendation. Fan. Yeah, it, it's called the Electro Fan. And I think we just both got it on Amazon, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. It, it has, I love that thing. It's so great. It's It has all these different settings that um, basically sound like fans which is usually what a lot of people use for white noise machines but for me i don't really love using a fan because it can make you cold it can make the air really dry and it can blow around your hair at night while you're trying to sleep and little (laughs) hairs will tickle your face and wake you up and it'll drive you crazy so i'm not a big fan i like the sound of the fan yeah and so um so this thing what i've done is um over time over a few nights of like tinkering with it i found the perfect pitch you can adjust the pitch higher and lower on this thing in addition to the volume and in in addition to the type of sound as well so there are kind of like three settings and so I found like a fan sound that I like I got the volume just right and then I played with the pitch until it pretty much exactly matches my fiance's like snore tenor (laughs) like what it sounds like and so um 
It helps have you, a ton. Have you ever accidentally gone over to turn off the electro fan in the morning and messed up your settings? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Do you and, freak out? Yeah, I freak out. And then I immediately <laughs> switch it back. Like, usually I don't mess just it up one, too much. You just that like I can't, hit it like, one extra. Yeah, exactly. I hit the yeah. button one, one too many times. But um, sounds like that's happened to you. Oh, all the time. Are you kidding me? You know me. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of spastic and sloppy. So yeah, I'm like, um, I have to tell you this. So um, I think it was last week in the neighborhood that I live in, it was a massive blackout. Um, I don't know if you read about it. In, online. No. So there was this massive blackout, like 80,000 people without power in the middle of the night. Apparently some raccoon wandered into a power area, like, you know, not a plant, you know what I mean? Like a central area where they mm-hmm. have power. And, um, he he de-energized the the area and they don't I don't still don't think they know why, how he did it but anyway this raccoon shuts down the power for 80,000 people in the Seattle area and me I I'm not I kid you not I woke up I did one of those crazy like sit up in bed like oh my god uh, yeah because my white noise machine went off Ooh. <laughs> and I was oh. like right I'm like the the lightest sleeper yep. in the world I sat up and was like power's off power's off yep white noise machine and and my boyfriend mumbled something about maybe it's zombies and that was not cool because then then you know me and my zombie thing i had to get up and like looked out the window and it was creepy as hell and all the anyway that's another story but it was so insane i was like this is ridiculous i woke up from potentially a pretty decent sleep yeah because because the electro fan stopped making my noise it was so sad so but I, but I have a dependency on that thing i love it i'm dependent on it too we bring it with us when we travel oh yeah you told me that. yeah it fits in the suitcase we brought it with us to new zealand like it goes everywhere i need that thing i didn't do that i should have done that when we went to vietnam because i definitely had a hard time sleeping yeah it makes a also difference the beds were super hard which I is a whole other its whole point too is that it's small so that you can bring it with you yeah but I, they probably make apps now right that do the same well, thing they definitely through your phone do. I'm but sure. I was talking to a woman at work and she said that it's similar to me waking up when the power went out, when if her phone does anything, like goes on the fritz at all and it, it shuts off her white noise app, she will wake up. And mm. so that's, I feel like the, the phone is more likely to go a little wonky than, you know, your power going out. Right. Depending on where you live. But, okay. um, so what, like you do other things too, to like, de-stress and unplug I do so one of the I've done a lot of reading on this and one of the things that um I try really hard to do it's it shouldn't be this hard but to stop having any screen time after a certain hour and I would really like that hour to be 9 p.m but it's it's hard because after you get home from work and stop at the store and make dinner and like sit down to like you know, catch up on some email, it's like 830. And you're like, that half hour is not enough. (laughs) So it usually is closer to 10 now. And it does help, though, I I notice a difference. You can even just kind of feel it in in like behind your eyes, just in the, I don't know, in in somewhere in your brain, like when you've had too much of that bright screen, because you look at it all day at work, and then you come home and look at it some more. And it's almost just like overload. And so instead, Often what I'll do is I'll put on a podcast and I'll do a little coloring while I listen to a podcast. That's really relaxing Um, because I'm trying to avoid TV also, like any kind of screen. Um, There's an effect that I I can't remember like if there's a scientific term for it or what, but it's like a 
a blue light effect or something that the screen creates that signifies or signals to your brain that it's daytime. And so even though it's it may be, you know, nine o'clock at night and totally dark out outside, it's your brain still thinks that it's like time to be like bright and chipper and awake as though it were morning. Mm-hmm. And so taking that away and just like getting yourself adjusted to the normal room light and not having this bright thing in your face really helps to bring down like your internal clock to the nighttime level that it should be at. Um, And then another thing that I try to do is to go to bed and wake up at the same time, which is easy Monday through Friday, Hmm. but the weekend totally messes it up. And so I, I just try not to go too far off. Like I'll sleep in an extra like hour, maybe two. Um, but it's it's hard. I don't know. I don't know that That's I'm ever going to give into that one because I'm just not going to go to bed at like ten on a well. Saturday and it's night. like your your weekend is like your time to have fun. So yeah. you know, yeah. Another thing that you do, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is related so much to sleep, but just overall health is you you stopped having drinks during the week. Oh yeah, which that, is a huge thing. That's you know definitely me. related to sleep, and for me, that I mean, was I'm drinking a big wine right now. So reason. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wednesday, you know. Um, so yeah, so, uh, Sunday nights to Thursday nights, I don't, I don't have any alcohol. I only drink on Fridays and Saturdays, and mainly because I can, you know, sleep in the next day, and it's totally fine. Um, I've it. You know, it's had many benefits in all sorts of different ways. Like, I feel like just healthier in general. It's easier to, like, keep my weight stable when I'm not, like, getting bloated from drinking or, like, just packing on the extra calories from a cocktail with whatever. Um, And it's it does help with your sleep because alcohol is notorious for interrupting sleep. And even though it's a depressant that's supposed to help you go to sleep it's still it's not good for maintaining like a consistent night sleep like you'll yeah. wake up more readily or you'll snore more readily and so it's i think to it, me like, it just doesn't your blood seem worth it yeah so and then it, you crash in the middle of the night and exactly. then you're dehydrated too so yeah yeah wait let me totally. let me take another sip of wine before to- <laughs> okay i'm ready i'm good so that that really helps the other thing i do is i wear an eye mask and that Whoa, helps to do? keep out. Yeah. Well, you know, my apartment, I live in like all oh, windows. Yeah. And so in the morning, it's just like at five in the morning, super, super bright. And even with our shades down, it's not like enough. And so mm-hmm. the eye mask is crucial, crucial. What kind of eye mask do you do? You have like a like fancy, like satiny one. Like I just, you know, I feel like I feel like I'd break out. Like I'd end up with like pimples all around my eyeball. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but I had a really hard time finding the perfect one because I'm a stomach sleeper. And so my face is like down on the pillow, like face down practically all the time. And so I don't think I knew you were a stomach sleeper. Oh, yeah, I'm totally a stomach sleeper. Like sometimes I think if I could just sleep on like a massage table, like face down, like a dead body, I would do it. I think that would be really comfortable. Just like you need a bed with down. a hole cut off your face. <laughs> that would be me idea, sleeping each night. My boyfriend's a stomach sleeper and he thinks that his nose has like become slightly crooked because he's yeah. sleeping oh, his face oh. all the time. Let me tell you, I, I can't remember who I heard this from. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard this from a back sleeper who is like, this is the luckiest type of sleeper you can be because if you're a back sleeper, you're not like pressing on your face all night long by being a side sleeper or a stomach sleeper. And mm. as a result, you have fewer wrinkles. 
Like gravity is loving Who? you. I feel like I was present for this conversation because yes. then I was also talking about as a, I'm a sometimes back, mostly side sleeper, and we were talking about about um, uh, women about breast wrinkles. <laughs> Yeah, I talked to you about that. Yeah, I don't really have that you problem sleep on your side, but I do. I have noticed that one side of my face that I sleep on more often has more wrinkles than the other. What? Like it's a, it's real, man. It's real. It sucks. It's very unfortunate. But um, yeah. So uh, what I did was I tried a bunch of eye masks, and a lot of them for stomach sleeping were bad because they would press against your face and like cause dents in your skin and they would they would hurt basically they weren't comfortable at all and so I actually went to the Nordstrom spa in downtown Seattle and they have these really soft um I'm not sure what they're made of they're almost like kind of fuzzy and soft um like like a microfiber maybe um they're they're kind of fuzzy almost like a not like a mohair I'm gonna look at it um but oh god not mohair that'll no not a mohair what I don't like a not a velvet, almost like a velvet, kind of like mm. a velvet, um, and it's got lavender Ooh, in it, yeah. which is good for sleeping. And I don't can't really smell the lavender as much You're anymore. Right I just smelled it, <laughs> so I should probably buy another one. But it's pretty, it's comfortable, and it the, the softness is what did it for me. Like it's I like can, a sachet for your face. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I use, and it's major. I like that you have all these little devices to help oh yeah you, I, I also sleep with a night guard it's i'm pretty much the most attractive sleeper in the is entire that the universe thing so you don't grind your teeth exactly do you, you grind your teeth i'm pretty sure that i do but i'm not she- taking any chances <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure i do and you know the way that you can find out is looking at your teeth and if they're kind of flat and not like having the rounded edges mm-hmm. and whatnot that means basically that you grind your teeth probably at night is when most people do it a lot sometimes it happens during the day too but i just don't really want to get flat teeth and like it was starting to happen a little bit and so i got a night guard and <laughs> i don't know why now I find that phrase so funny. I, you know what i don't want i don't want flat teeth <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i find that so amusing. it's like becky with the good hair and the flat exactly. teeth <laughs> and the flat <Basically>. teeth <laughs> oh okay um so should we should we move on Let's do you think we've uh, we've exhausted this conversation we totally have <laughs> yeah sorry that was really bad except i liked it <laughs> um so moving on old friendships Ooh. yeah you Let's have, talk you about have some thoughts on this i have I wanna, feelings about this i, I want to hear your 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 thoughts and concerns on maintaining old friendships i to me all friendships are like kind of equal in that i i don't really believe in like this friendship only happened in this period of time in my life and now it's over and i have these new friendships and they're going to be over and then i have these new ones like for me it's like why can't you just always be friends like why does there have to be why is there ha- does there have to be this weirdness that doesn't really exist unless you make it exist by thinking that it's weird to see somebody that you haven't seen for like five years or like why can't you just see each other again and it's fine but I've noticed that people get get weird about like long you know um, periods of time that go between seeing a friend or it's like friendships end that for that reason and people aren't okay with just like picking it back up again does this happen to other people is it only me like well I mean I'm I, I 
I hear what you're saying. I sound like a peer counselor, but um, <laughs> I, I, as you're talking about it, I'm trying to envision like friendships that I've had and, or ha- currently have. And, you know, I yeah. think of, for instance, I have my best friend from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in Chicago. Um, I don't think we've actually like spoken like on the phone or anything mm-hmm. in, whoa, it's probably been about like six or seven years. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I know that if we see each other again, it's fine. Like we've, yeah. I don't, it, I don't know if it's, it's a, something that we ever spoke about or if it's just an unspoken, but it's just, we both realized that like, you know, we were best friends in high school and then, you know, we hung out a lot in our twenties mm-hmm. and then, you know, we went separate ways and we still like care about each other, but we don't talk every day and we don't know the, you know, the intricate ongoings in each other's lives like we used to. Yeah. But we still care about each other. And if we were to hang out again, it would just be cool, you know, like, and I, I, I feel like I have that with more people than, than not. Um, Well, how do you feel about if they reach out and want to hang out again? Is it weird to you? Do you, are you a little bit like, eh, maybe if like some of my current friends don't want to hang out, I'll hang out with you or, you know, or is it like, do you just push it away and you're not interested and you're like, yeah, sure, let's totally get drinks and then you never follow up and if they reach out to you, maybe like don't really try very hard to make it happen or... No, I mean, I think, um, I feel like I, it's, it's, so it's much easier to maintain relationships like that when you live nearby, you yeah, know? Definitely. So like, for instance, um, I have a good friend and former roommate from San Francisco who moved up here several years ago and, you know, she and I, we try to get together more often th- than we do, but when we get together, it's always great. And then we're like, you know, let's do this again as soon as possible. Life gets in the way. It's usually, it almost always ends up being like a few months, but it's always great when we see each other and we catch up and mm-hmm. like figure out what's going on. Yeah. I have I have several people in my life that I really, really care about. And that's the relationship that we have. And I'm fine with it. And they're fine with it. I think, I I don't know, it, it, it's never really been too much of an issue for me. Um, the people that I was good friends with that are, I'm no longer friends with. It was because of like, it was by falling out or something. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's really only one person, but right. um, it was like my choice. Um, <laughs> what you would know. you, how, how would you feel if one of those friends who you see every six months or whatever, like decided to try to start seeing you like pretty often, like wanted to really up the friendship game and like, would you be weirded out? Like, no, you have your place. We only see each other once a month. Like that's how, what, how I like it. Or, you know, would, how would you feel? I don't think I'd be weirded out. I think and this is going to sound so obnoxious. So get ready. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I think that I have such a full social life. Yeah. I would, it would just be trying to figure out how to make that work and still feel like I had some of my own time too. Yeah. Like I was thinking about it today. Like I ran into someone yesterday near my, where I work, who I hadn't seen in a while. And, um, I was like, you know, let's get drinks. Awesome. Yes. And I, I want to, I think she's great. I'm mm-hmm. super excited and I want this to happen. I have, now just uh, two more people just popped into my head. Another person that I ran into in a crosswalk, same thing. She lives near where I work and she's like, Hey, we should grab a drink. Yes. Like if I wanted to, I could probably for like at least six months, well, maybe not that long, but for several months have one to two happy hours per night to see all the people that I want to see all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's for me, that's the only thing is like scheduling. I, I, I really like people and I like hanging out with people and like I, know a lot of people and mm-hmm. uh, yeah so I don't think I'd be weirded out I'm just not sure if I could do it 
I'd probably like end up dying. <laughs> okay. I think the thing that's weird for me is like, I have several old friends who like, maybe we were friends 10 or more years ago, like in high school or in college or after college or whatever it may be. And we had a really, you know, intense period of friendship. And then, you know, things happen. Maybe we graduated or we got jobs or we moved or we partnered up or something like that. And we kind of went down different paths and like sort of faded out of each other's lives. But then, you know, like years later, primarily through Facebook and seeing this person again and being reminded of how awesome that person is, I've tried to reach out to them. And this has happened probably with like three different people. And it's kind of been met with like resistance. Like that was then we're not going to start this up again. And it seems like it happens more often with guy friends. And I think that part of that Mm. is like they're, in relationships, relationships now and they're not allowed to have girlfriends or whatever but i which i think is silly but whatever um I and understand that but it makes some, some ladies too yeah it's just people i think and I've, I've talked to other people about this and they're like you know sometimes friendships were only meant to happen in a certain period of time and then they're done and you just have to be cool with them like existing in your past and that's and respect that and be down with like your new friends and I don't know. I'm sort of saddened by that, especially if you do have the opportunity to like see them because you live near each other. It's like, why not just like pick up where you left off 10 years ago? But most people, it seems like are not really into that idea. I uh, I don't. It's weird. I wonder, I was thinking like, I wonder if it's because these were people that you knew when you were quite a bit younger. But then I was just thinking also, like I had a boyfriend who I think I was like 17 when we met and we like were together for like several years Yeah, and you know, then we broke up and it wasn't like the greatest breakup, you know, and, and, and then he met, um, a, another woman who he later married and they have like three children and, mm-hmm. and like about, I don't know, six or seven years ago, like we connected on Facebook, which, you know, for better or worse, that's a way for people to connect, like who maybe, you know, in an earlier time would have just not. Yeah. But, um, but we connected and then he came up here for business and me and my brother hung out with him and it was great. It was awesome. Like, so I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe it depends on the person. Maybe it depends on the, the did the, you stay in touch? Like, did you talk on the phone or, you know, like, no, no. I mean, like kind of a little and I mean, small that's thing. A, yeah. It was just like a, we like, he came up here a couple of times for business and like me and my brother and him, cause him and my brother yeah. were really close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just hung out and, but it was cool. It was like, I don't know, like you're saying, sort of being able to revisit something that was just like, yeah, you yeah. know, you're great. And then I guess then, yeah, we just kind of like, all right, now he's he doesn't come up here for business anymore and no big deal. And like we're still friends on Facebook and, you know, occasionally like like a post of, that he puts up. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe I mean, I don't disagree with the fact that there could be periods, you know, for a friendship to, to exist and then they don't move mm-hmm. on to to you know later times it could also be that you're just a really enthusiastic person and you just <laughs> well no I mean, I mean that in the nicest way I mean like you you <laughs> like people you love people yeah. and you, had, you you obviously had these relationships that you valued and so you're like I just want to like you know continue to value that yeah and, let's do that again kind of yeah. a thing I yeah I think I, I I am like that in a way that other people aren't like for example um my fiance is totally down with like that friendship's over okay cool well that was then and you know like 
no hard feelings. We still like each other, but we don't really hang out anymore. You know, like I, it's I just can not totally a, see. Yeah, like that. it's, it's no like, biggie. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, why wouldn't we just continue to be friends forever? Yeah. Like I ha- totally have room in my heart to be friends with everybody I have ever been friends with and liked I ever. I know you do. You know, <laughs> and I think I think that's weird. Actually, I think most people don't really have that. Like they have a limit of the number of friends that they want to yeah. like maintain. I mean, like, I think they definitely people definitely have a capacity for what they can deal with um, yeah. socially. Even even extroverts have a capacity. Yeah. And like you said, you know, when you start involving other people and their feelings and relationships, like you know, if you were friends with a guy and he ends up marrying somebody, and mm-hmm. you know, and I no, I wouldn't be offended if a woman was like you know, I don't feel super comfortable with you spending time with this person that you were really, really close with before I knew you. Like yeah. jealousy is a very real feeling, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. it sucks because you, you know, you want to be like, look, there's nothing going on, but totally it's, it's there, you know, and you know, this friend of yours is going to preserve his relationship with his wife over, you know, <laughs> over yeah. a friendship that was 15 years old. For so, sure. For sure. I don't know. I think it's, it's also interesting because when I, um, moved away from Minneapolis about four and a half years ago, it was interesting for me to see which friendships sort of kept on going. I was going to ask you know? if it, cause you, you lived in one place for so long, you so know, long. I, I hopped yeah. around all the time and kind of became accustomed to, you know, not maintaining, especially because like when I moved around a lot, it was pre internet yeah. era, pre social media era. Makes it way uh, harder. Oh, it's like impossible. I remember yeah. when classmates.com came out and I was like, whoa, can I like see people I went it's to high my school? Chance. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, I'm sure that has something to do with it, too. Like, yeah, you, you living in this one place for so long and then moving pretty far away. Yeah. Uh, and again, the geography has a big part in it in, you know, not making people want to continue those friendships because you don't for see sure. each other every day, you know? Yeah. And that is why, like, even though it's controlling our lives, God bless Facebook, because there are so many things that I would not get to see from my old people, like just funny conversations they're having and pictures they're posting. And I would just feel completely like those friendships are gone. Or you just wouldn't even know. Yeah. Like I showed you that photograph of me and my brother um, where I'm like sticking out. We're like, I don't know like he's like four so I must be like nine or something like that and I'm just like it's a hilarious I think it's a hilarious photo and I showed it to you and I was like somebody that I knew when I was like I don't know 10 in New Hampshire posted this on Facebook and you were like you were like you've never seen this photo before and I was like no never it's amazing that's so great I was super excited yeah anyway that's really cool old friends man I know old friends it's it's it's, I I hope that you realize that it's I want to say it's not personal, but it does feel personal. But you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, think it's I totally just get it. how people are. Life gets in the way. It That's it, it exactly. Life gets in the way. Yeah, totally. It's true. And if I I know that it like if for some reason I were to buy a house next door to them, we would probably pick right back up. Yeah, you know? exactly. But it's just like if you live across the country or even in, you know, somewhere that's not like in stumbling distance, it's, it's hard, (laughs) you know, like a lot of my closest friends have been people that I either saw all the time at work or live right by, you know, absolutely. It's just, yeah. The work thing, especially totally, totally. Let's, let's move on to something. Let's do it. Happier. Yeah. (laughs) The happiest of all things. Oh, uh, what do we love? Karaoke. Karaoke. 
<laughs> Jenny and I are huge karaoke nerds. Like, like we could probably do it every embarrassingly day. Embarrassingly, <laughs> yeah. I I think just last just a couple weekends ago, I went to dinner at um, a mutual our, a mutual friend of ours house, and like had like a drink and was like yeah or two drinks and was like yeah I want to go and my poor karaoke hating boyfriend oh who is a saint yes I asked him to take me to one place so we get there and it's kind of late and I go up to the KJ that's karaoke jockey every time I say KJ people look at me like I'm nobody yeah only the karaoke people say that (laughs) I, I go up to the KJ and I find out that like the wait's too long and then I convince my boyfriend to take me to another place he is a saint that's a miracle my fiance would never do that ever I know he wouldn't the look the look on on his face was just like what are we doing here wow um anyway I love karaoke yes a lot of people don't though a lot of people think it's the scariest thing in the whole world which I get it can be. It is. It is in the beginning for everybody, I think. And sometimes later, you know, like yeah. I've, I've, I again, recently threw out my number one go-to song, which is Hot for Teacher. And right. it was a very young crowd and they were all super drunk and it didn't really go over well. Usually I'm used to getting high fives afterwards. They were and probably it was a little the wrong disappointing. era. Yeah. I, I got that feeling. And usually I pride myself on being able to read a crowd too. Yeah. And I just, Maybe it was the drinking. I didn't quite understand what was going on. <laughs> you were already at a point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then to make it worse, when I was done, this guy, I walked by this guy at the bar and he's like, you did that a couple weeks ago with this other bar. And I was like, shit. <laughs> so outed. And I was like, I Mary's, Mary's right. I got to retire this song. And <laughs> Everybody's been like, hey, have you seen Jenny? You'll do yeah, a teacher. <laughs> yeah, man, I keep seeing her do that. She have any other songs? <laughs> I do. And then you're like, Rick James, give it to me, exactly. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you know all my songs. I do know your songs. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't know if we've ever talked about this. When and what was the first song that you ever sang? And like, what was the situation? Ooh. Like by yourself, by yourself, not with a group. By myself. Are Ugh. you serious? You don't remember? Not, not I feel like it's really. like virginity. It, not, <laughs> it's it's hard for me. That I know that I've done um, under pressure mm. uh, the Queen Bowie song, but I know that I also did it with friends. That's a hard one to do alone. It is a little bit of a hard one to do alone. That's the one I can remember really clearly doing with two different people on two different occasions because that was a song that I felt like I knew. Um, Which pro tip. Always pick a song you know. Yes, that is a major pro tip. Like you really need to know yeah. the song in in that you feel comfortable like ignoring the words on the screen because the worst thing that somebody can do is try to match the little like bouncy ball that's hopping over the syllables <laughs> on the screen and try to like match their voice to it because you got to go with your instincts. Like yep. you have to sing the song like you know it goes because that little bouncy ball sucks. It doesn't know what it's stuff. doing. It's so often just the wrong. Weird highlight, like it's like there's the a highlight. highlighter behind yeah. the. I tried to do a, a Sheena Easton song one time, and I got up there and realized that all I knew was the chorus, and that's the worst feeling because then you're just standing yeah. up there like, like a doofus, it's holding hard. a microphone, going during the verses. Yeah, that's a little bit embarrassing. I know. At one point, I think I tried to do. Uh, Tupac's California Love and that was a song that I had definitely like rapped alone in the car before but can't really do 
left when left to my own devices with no like Tupac to back me up. It's yeah, can't um, can't can, do. Can we talk about how? So we love one of the so both methods of doing karaoke or singing karaoke or performing whatever. You have the democratic, the the bar, the whatever, and then you also yeah. have the 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 room that you can rent. Mm-hmm. So in Seattle, we have a place that we go to called the Rockbox, mm-hmm. which is pretty reasonably priced and they bring drinks to your room and um it's pretty high tech you can have like yeah. you have a little ipad in there you program your songs um i i like to when we when we go there i like to call it workshopping yes because um, we bring songs that we might not ordinarily sing Ugh, and so we try funny. them out like yes california love uh, if you wanted to try that out and see if you could do it or not it's the you, best way for anybody to try it's really great Especially um, people who are scared of karaoke because they're, if you just go with yourself and like two friends who you would not mind singing with in the car or whatever because you're just not shy around them, like that's perfect because it it's so much fun. Like when, when my mother and her two 60-something sisters came to visit, came to town, and uh, I told them we were going to rent a private room to do karaoke. They all looked at me like I was smoking crack. They were like, <laughs> we don't do karaoke. That's terrifying. That's something that like weird people do in Japan or something. And I was like, trust me, you're going to love it. By the end of the night, they were requesting a fourth hour and we were scream <laughs> singing like all of the like old school like you Crosby, turned your Stills, mom and Nash, aunts into woo girls <laughs> basically she was like turn that linda ronstadt up <laughs> it was amazing oh it was God. awesome it's so so yeah, good because when you're around people that you don't that you're not you know shy around and you're fine with them to hear whatever your voice sounds like it's all good and you realize it's just about singing and having fun and singing is a euphoric act that's it why really people is. do it in the shower and in the car and stuff it's it, it produces endorphins and so to do it around your friends and to have drinks and it's so much fun and so i highly recommend people who are scared of karaoke get the private room most cities have one they had them in minneapolis too they they're they're proliferating lately and that's a really good starting point and then once you feel comfortable like you know some songs and you've figured out which ones sound good and are in your range then you can kind of break it out and go to the bar and try doing it on a stage in front of some people because you already know you sound really good when you sing four non-blondes what's up or you know something like that (laughs) which is one of my songs (laughs) and you're really good at it i was gonna say too like make sure that the people that you bring with you if you do decide to go to a, a rent a room make sure that they're honest because there's definitely been songs where it's like you know i'll i'll try it and you guys will be like yeah maybe not that yeah, yeah yeah and <laughs> i mean i usually know when i'm sucking hard you can but tell. yeah <laughs> or when you just can't hit the notes you know like, like i will never sing a madonna song because her voice is so high like i can't easily i can't be that high for like four and a half minutes or whatever <laughs> it is it'll just destroy me you know but um but I can sing a lot of like man songs. I definitely sing a lot of songs I, by men. I think we both sing a lot of man songs. Yeah, definitely. I'm I pretty love heavy into the man songs. songs. Um, so the empowerment factor of karaoke. Yes. I and again, not for everyone, but there is something so fantastic about just being on a stage, whether it's like you know an inch off the ground or mm-hmm. like at the Baranoff where it's like three feet off the ground and there's no railing and you better be <laughs> careful, otherwise you're gonna faceplant into the pool table. Yep. Um, 
And just especially when you, like we were saying before, like when you read the crowd, you pick a song, you do it well, and everybody responds. Yes. A supportive crowd is everything. And if you're in that crowd, you should be supportive and cheer hard for every single person. Even the sucky ones. Especially Especially the sucky sucky ones. ones. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. I think we just said that at the same time. I think we did. It's really important. It's so important. Like people are up there like putting themselves out on a limb for everybody. You know, it's like it takes guts and not everybody is going to sound good and that's okay. We're all supposed to have different voices and some are different levels than others. And it's cool. It's for me, it's all about the amount of soul and like heart that is poured into the song. Yes. I don't care if you're hitting the notes perfectly, but if you sound like you're just super into it, that is everything. Yeah. Or just the weirdness factor is also really great. Yeah. Just Um, be weird too. That's, Always fun and entertaining. I went to uh, karaoke years ago with my brother at Mandarin Gate, which is this small little place. It's like Chinese food place, obviously, but um, they have a tiny back bar and like a little stage. And um, this woman was singing um, uh, Nirvana. And I think it smells like Teen Spirit where they have the, the, the hello, hello, like in the yeah. middle. Like, and she was... She, we, I remember because we were drinking and we were talking and then all of a sudden we just heard, hello, hello, <laughs> like over. It was the creepiest, strangest, but most amazing moment. And we just kind of looked over and like, damn right, we applauded for her like crazy I love at the it. End. She made it her own, man. <laughs> it was really weird, but totally. it was really, you know, it's, it's funny, like. I love hearing really, really good singers, but yeah. at the same time, when you do it, you kind of forget that you're listening to karaoke and you just are like, oh, it's just the radio, you know, yeah, like you almost do the ones that are like a little bit off key or a little mm-hmm. bit insane or, you know, or sound don't... like a normal person. Yeah. Those are the ones that I'll, I'll, I, you know, usually like really perk up for. Yeah. Again, not that I don't like the good singers. I do. I think it's incredible when you get a ringer in there. You're like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. Why those are fun. Person? It's yeah. hard to follow them, but those are fun. Yeah. It's so hard to follow. It's, it's hard. But I recommend for people who are trying to build a karaoke list, which is also major, like Jenny and I both have lists um, in the notes sections on our phone of karaoke songs because there is nothing harder than when you get to a bar and you want to do some karaoke and you're just, you draw a blank. Paralyzed. And you're just like, I got nothing. I don't even yeah. know what to do. And then you flip through the, all the gross books and you can't find anything. And it's Or you ask torture. her a teacher for the 15th time. Yeah. Or you ask your friend <laughs> what she wants you to sing. And then she says something that you think you might know. And then you go up there and totally bomb because you don't actually know it. Like just stuff like that. It's better to just start forming a list because you sang the car and the song and you were like, this sounded pretty good. And, um, and workshop it. Workshop <laughs> it. And then also, like, try to have a bit of a range so that you can read the crowd. Because sometimes you'll go into, like, a, a dive bar and it'll just be, like, lots of older people. And you want to whip out a song by, like, the Chi Lights or something. And it's totally going to resonate with them because they loved, like, 60s Soul. Or you go into a bar and it's full of, like, Gen Xers. And they're totally going to get super stoked about, like, The Cure. and Or you go into a bar and it's full of, like... I don't know, people who are like 30 years old and you whip out some like Biggie Smalls and everybody goes crazy or, you know, it's, you never know what this crowd is going to respond to. And if you can kind of figure out what you think they might be into based on like what they're cheering louder for or even just kind of what they look like demographic wise, like you could have a home run just by picking that song because they're all going to go, oh, as soon as like the first notes come up definitely and and depending on where you go like i mean it's not necessarily about like 
making the KJ happy, but like sometimes if you like, for instance, I love this song so much and I love to scream, sing along with it, but don't stop believing everyone picks that song. And I know <laughs> for true. a fact we or have like a friend, Piano Man. We have a friend who does uh, several karaoke nights locally and I believe he probably is fine with that song, but it gets requested so many times that when you get it, I'm sure he's like, again, really? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like maybe picking a different Journey song. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> God, that fucking song. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, there are certain songs, yeah. And yes. Piano Man and say Closing Time. P- you know, people like over and over and over again. Lisa Loeb, You Say. Really? That song. I don't think I've ever heard a song done more often at karaoke in my life. That's yeah, you say like you that and I think I especially heard it in Minneapolis. Maybe it's just like lots of basic bitches out there that <laughs> it's an easy song because it doesn't really go too high. It doesn't. I mean, there's one high note, but it's it's pretty easy. And every girl knows the words to those songs because that yeah, song is one of the most that, played that. radio songs of all time. It's just like you you were brainwashed to know it whether you wanted to or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. It can be better to be a little creative. Definitely. Anyway, maybe we should wrap this up. I think we're getting getting we about been, time. We have been chatting for a while. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's wrap this up. Um, if you are enjoying listening to us chatter, um, please give us a good review. If you're not. On iTunes. Just ignore us. Uh, yes, just ignore <laughs> yes, us. On if you hated this. Um, find us on iTunes. Give us a good review, or you even can just, just like throw us some stars. Yeah, you know? just some stars, man. You know, that would three, be awesome. We three only have five, one review right now. We have one review. It's sad. We need, feedback. but we love that one review. Thank you, Caitlin. We do. Thank you. We love it. <laughs> um, and subscribe, please subscribe. Because then you'll know every time that this happens. It will tell you. You won't even have to figure it out. Every time we birth a new podcast. That's true. It is like birth. This is the labor right now. Except I'm assuming not as painful. I mean, it's painful. <laughs> Slightly less. But Mary's been guiding us. <laughs> less blood, you know. <laughs> uh, really? Um, and then, <laughs> yeah. Um, and just so you know, the song that is our intro and outro is by a Seattle band called Wimps. They're awesome. And they're fantastic and funny and cool. And our artwork on our iTunes is by a local artist named Allie Crichton. And she is a wonderful human being and she likes cats. So there you go. So we like her, basically. Yeah, we've totally. so, we've successfully ended like every podcast we've ever done by talking about cats. So really? it's really fitting. Every yeah. time. I'm pretty sure. You need to know that while this happened, one of my cats was rubbing up against my legs most of the time. That makes complete sense. Yeah. She was vibing <laughs> me, so I just had to bring it out. Nice. Anyway. And for those who don't realize, Jenny and I are recording this via Skype from our respective homes, yeah. which is why I'm not seeing the cat that's rubbing oh, itself that's all right i should have by draw back the curtain jen <laughs> okay thanks for listening thank you